everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah, it's Thank God I'm Atheist, the podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up today, massive uh, story from Mormon leaks that we're going to be getting to. Yeah. Uh, we've been a little Mormon heavy lately. People love it. <laughs> it's what's you guys, you guys know you love the Mormons. It's, it's what we know. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, massive um, uh, amount of holdings that the LDS Church has that that has been they're on. rich, bitch. <laughs> so we're gonna get into that because there's always been all this speculation, right? Yeah. Like, how much money does the Mormon Church really have? Everybody knows they have a lot. Yeah, they, they've been secretive about it, and I, as with all of the U.S. churches, mm-hmm. they don't have to report how much money they have, right? Unlike all the other 501c3 nonprofit organizations in the country right. Right. that have to report every dime. Right. So. So. Yes. It's, there's some, there's some, uh, some new uh, info com- yeah. coming to light. Yeah. It so. doesn't, doesn't, look, doesn't look great for them. But anyway. <laughs> it looks right. great for them. Are you kidding me? <laughs> looks really, really like. Yeah. They, if all you care about is amassing a great fortune. Yeah. But anyway, they're, we'll they're get into all the great. details. Um, well, actually, Dan. Yeah. Before we get going, uh, we need to talk about your face. My face. <laughs> this handsome mug. <laughs> Why? Yes, we should talk about mm-hmm. it. Uh, yeah. Well, no. What we should talk about is how one keeps one's face in check, in line, looking good, mm-hmm. high and tight. Yeah. Whatever. Sure. All the things. Uh, yeah, we're talking about Harry's dot com, uh, which. Is how you get your razors, mm-hmm. your uh, you know your uh, keep, keep to keep the hair in line. Um, <laughs> is that what they're for? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's nice. I, yeah, I, I suppose our most of our listeners are are smart enough to know what a razor is. Yeah, for. yeah. Uh, Harry's has their own manufacturing in in a, uh, in Germany. Yeah. They bought a plant. Yeah, they got the whole thing going. So what you get, if you go to harrys.com slash TGIA, and if you haven't done this and you're a man who shaves, mm-hmm. and all men should, uh, then you need to do it because it, like, literally it's no skin off your nose. It's just hair off your face. You go to harrys.com slash TGIA. Mm-hmm. They'll send you, you just pay a, sh- for a small amount for shipping, and then they send you a free uh, razor cartridge with mm-hmm. the five blades five mm-hmm. precision engineered awesome blades right glide over your face like butter mm-hmm. uh an ergonomic handle mm-hmm. again the best handle we've ever used mm, absolutely um very comfy yeah it's just great it's surprising you get uh what else do you get you get the travel the travel kit thing it protects your fingers when you reach into your little <laughs> ditty bag right yep. uh and you get uh some that great shave gel yeah which we, smells fantastic and works great yeah, it's really good. Yeah. So, so you know, I, look, we're not trying to foist anything on you that you don't want, but you no. have to shave. You might as well give them a try. It's free. You help right. us out. Everybody goes home happy. Yeah. Harrys.com slash TGIA. There you go. Perfect. All right. Tell us a story. All right. Well, uh, we were just talking about uh, religious folk, mm-hmm. right, who uh, amass fortunes or alluding yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah. Well, here, here's a dude, uh, televangelist. Uh, down in uh, in Louisiana, Louisiana. Right? Jesse Duplantis. Oh, du- Duplantis. That's a good name. Uh-huh. Uh, 
he uh, he he currently owns three private jets. Right. Um, two are he's loaning out to other evangelists who oh, have that's... have places to be. Very nice. Of um, he's using the third, the largest, of course, uh, at which he feels like he has outgrown. Oh, uh, and the the good Lord got in touch with him, uh, <laughs> and says, uh, told him that that he needed to purchase a new one. Right? Uh, sure. Yeah. He says, uh, God said to him. He said, "Okay, this is a quote from." from jesse god said i want you to believe me for a falcon 7x i looked this plane up we'll get to the details in a second uh and the first thing i thought was uh how am i gonna pay for it and a great statement that he told me in 1978 flooded into my mind and he said jesse i didn't ask you to pay for it i asked you to believe for it all right Wait a minute. So, he's been reading The Secret. Yeah. He's been reading The Secret. He know, he's going to manifest <laughs> yeah. this Falcon. Oh, yeah. But it, it, he, he, so in, in uh, the, the, the Falcon 7X, right, mm. uh, is, can, uh, can be configured to see up to 19 people. Okay. Uh, there's an optional shower, onboard shower sure. that you can have sure. uh, installed. Uh, you don't want to like, land stinky. Like, I mean, just look at a picture of that plane. That's a legit jet. It's pretty. It uh, has 14 side windows, mm-hmm. I believe the article said. Like, this is, this is a big, uh, this is a business jet. This is an and let me tell you something. Jet, He's right? not going to be configuring that thing for 20 people. He's going to oh, be no. configuring so, that thing for, for one guy. <laughs> and his... And the Lord. And his personal chef. And the Lord. Uh, he... Uh, he said, uh, I really believe that if Jesus was physically on the earth today, he wouldn't be riding a donkey. <laughs> Think about it for a minute. He'd be in an airplane preaching the gospel all over the world. Let me tell you something. If there's one thing we know for sure about Jesus, it's that he was into flashy. Oh, yeah. What oh, do you, what, yeah. I mean, he always was preaching. Every time he preached, it was about, hey, man, how's your ride looking? Uh-huh. What, how's it, how are you rolling in that whip? Right. Uh, you got to roll in style. Right. <laughs> there was nothing about humility in his no, message. No. There was ne- no anger. He never said that wealth was bad no. or anything like that. No. It's, not, it's not like he would have said that. that. Never said that. that would, he never would say that. No. Ever. No, absolutely not. That would imply that somehow everything about American preachers is bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Uh, let's see. Were there, was there anything else? You in can't here? argue with the man's logic. All I'm going to say is, <laughs> yeah. So, so anyway, flying. he's he's you know and what, what's amazing about this guy is how brazen mm. he is. Right? This is pro- uh, prosperity gospel at its finest. Oh yeah. He is preaching to his to his viewers and listeners to give him money so he can have more flashy wealth that he's just going to show yeah. off to the world that he legitimately also can't afford he's having to raise <laughs> every last penny right to buy this thing well what i'm saying is uh he probably can afford it he just doesn't want to pay for it why would he pay for something yeah, fair enough I when guess. someone else will pay for it for him right you know Jesus but, but, also wants me to have, uh, you know, a, a Tesla P100D. So, uh-huh. pony up, people. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But I mean, like, here's a picture of him standing next to a framed uh, picture of him with his three jets, right? It's a big right. gold frame, and he's showing off. He's pointing at it. Like, this is how he shows to his followers that he has the Lord's favor. Yeah. And his message is, you, if you believe hard enough, can have all the same things. Well, no, you can't. Right. Well, no, his, his real have, messages have dupes following you. Right. Who are just going to give you a bunch of mu- fucking money. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing that this shit works. It is a testament to human uh, fallibility that this shit works on people's brains. That like people hear his message and go, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Let's get him that plane. Yeah. Let's get him that plane. Because the good Lord. Because right. the good Lord. Because Jesus. <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to talk about uh, a moment that has confused and baffled me, but also very much pleased me. Uh, and this is uh, to do with the Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary mm-hmm. uh, in Fort Worth. Okay. Which has decided... Now, they, they had their former president of this uh, theological seminary, one Mr. Paige Patterson, mm. a beloved figure. Is and, he really? And, uh, and retiring, and uh, was they were giving him, the, he was going to have this lovely retirement package they had offered to let him live in their little place for free forever, and he was going to have That's the title cute. of President Emeritus, and, uh, and, and uh, yeah, just a really... Cush retirement. Wow, for this guy. Okay, uh, they've stripped him of all of that. Why would they do that? Uh, based on some uh, some harrowing sort of hashtag Me Too type uh, er. things. Not about him. Well, a couple of the things are about him, but the thing <laughs> that really got him was him pr- protect. Actually, asking a rape victim to forgive her rapist. And to not press charges. Oh my God! Uh, it's a thing. It's it's a thing that happened back in two thousand and three, uh, and apparently they actually like followed through on this and uh-huh. just stripped him of all of these things, based largely on that. Now there were other uh, accusations right. about him um, uh, advising a woman to stay with her abusive husband. Oh dear God. Um, uh, objectifying the body of a 16-year-old girl, that sort of thing. But look, here's what I here's why I'm I chose this story. These people, this organization is sending the right message. Hmm. They're actually doing something good. Yeah. And right. They responded correctly. They they saw a situation and they chose to like, yeah. To not stand behind this guy. I went, wow. Which to me is a Jesus miracle. <laughs> that, that, the fact the that good they Lord were, got in his plane right. and went to... Uh, and flew to Fort Worth. <laughs> to say... And said, Paige, you guys, you can't do this. You, you yeah. can't. Yeah. You're out of here. Do you know that nice little house in the back? It's not for you That's anymore. not yours. Not, not for you. I'm guessing we don't know what you're going to do with yourself. I'm guessing he'll be fine. That's not really our concern anymore. Right. You shouldn't have protected those people. 
But wow. I mean, we're not ta- we're not talking about a guy who like himself was a ra- was accused of rape, right? Or even molestation or anything like that. Correct. He just behaved improperly as an administrator of a of an and and leader, right? And you know, it took them some years to believe it and figure it all out. But like, they actually once once they did, they actually took appropriate action. Yeah. So. Now I don't know what to think about the world. <laughs> well, so you said it's a, it's a Bible school? It is a, it is a theological seminary, the Southwestern Theolo- Baptist Theological Seminary. Are, are, so it's Baptist. Are they uh, Southern Baptist? Southwestern Baptist. I assume so. Oh, so it's not the Southwestern sort of part of the name. No, it Baptist, is. It is. Blah, but, blah. I, but I assume that, oh yeah, they... Um, They're not... They're not saying what they're... Yeah, this says, yeah, Southern Baptist Convention. Okay, Southern Baptist Convention. Yeah, Yeah, I read an article this week that they are are in the throes of uh, figuring this whole thing out. Of putting their money where their mouth is. If they do... That that this is a day... That they're seeing it as almost a day of reckoning, and that they're they're trying to... uh, That that, that in, in essence, this one article I read, a little hyperbole here, but they... They were, uh, this is God's, hashtag Me Too is God's judgment on their administration of their whole realm. Yeah. Because they're they're starting to come, uh, they're they're starting to realize how bad it actually is amongst their own ranks. So this, that's, that's great. They did the right thing. Good, good on them. Good for them. Can only encourage more of that. I did, I did, I wouldn't have expected this for another 10 to 15 years when they finally caught up with the rest of the, <laughs> right, the right. world. Um, well, Dan, I want to take us down to Australia. Oh, yes. Um, where um, <laughs> a story has come out about... So, apparently, in Australia, they have sort of um, the state-sanctioned uh, school chaplain program. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 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 the public schools, it sounds like um, it doesn't sound like the the federal government is actually paying for it, but they allow it uh, and they sort of support it. Um, there's a coalition that has uh, put forward um, 250 million dollars in this year's budget to run the school chaplaincy program. Uh, they have chaplains in about 3,000 schools. Um, but some people are starting to ask questions and wonder about, uh, is this such a good program? Uh, <laughs> especially in light of this story, um, brought forward by, uh, Senator Sarah Hansen Young, uh, during a, uh, it sounded like it was some sort of like government hearing mm, on the, on the sure. issue or some sort of, um, um, committee meeting maybe on the issue. Sure. Um, so <laughs> she, Brings forward the story of one of the school chaplains um, telling an anorexic student uh, that she was just hungering for the word of God. <laughs> uh, that's what you're hungry for. Yeah. Yeah, it's, that's why you're starving yourself. Is you right. need the Lord right. to fill you up. You don't need food. You just need Jesus. <laughs> It's the wrong accent for this story. But, a little, yeah, but no, fun. but also the right accent uh-huh. at the same time. It sort of sums up the <laughs> how how lame. Uh, 
Um, yeah, so that she is that is an example. Apparently, oh there have been other just. Um, they're officially not supposed to proselytize, but obviously this is crossing that line um, by by promoting God. Um, well, yeah, I mean, openly. I feel like saying that they're officially not supposed to proselytize doesn't matter when you've got a pastor yeah. there. The right. presence of a pastor is proselytization. I can't it w- say that I word, would but. feel I would feel the same. Right. Yeah, I wouldn't even question that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, God, I wish I could. Where were some of these other examples? Um, yeah, I guess it doesn't even really matter too much. Oh, um, uh, Senator Hanson Young <laughs> during the meeting, uh, she sought a guarantee that chaplains who speak in tongues and practice exorcism <laughs> for healing are not being employed in the schools. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's a fundamental conflict, which is that these chaplains believe in hoodoo that the rest of the school doesn't, you know, that that there are lots of students and teachers who don't believe in the same hoodoo as as these guys. Yeah. So, like, how about have somebody who can sort of be helpful to everybody? Yeah, and apparently also Grace Communion International uh, is one of the chaplain... Uh, providers right uh and they as an organization supports gay conversion therapy oh good Um, so this is this is boy our australian listeners like come on aussies what's going on get your act together get those get (laughs) Get them out of there pastors out of your school dear god it's not that's no good not at all well i'm going to take us to ireland the emerald isle Oh, yeah. Land of no snakes. Something big happened there this week. Yeah. Uh, so they had the big uh, they had the big referendum. Mm-hmm. Now, they had their uh, their um, Eighth Amendment to their constitution, which oh. which was as it as it was written is currently written. Technically, I guess um, protects the lives of both a mother and an unborn child. Uh, equally wow. or something in the constitution in the constitution wow so ireland had they and this is by no means the first time um but this is the uh they had a referendum on that amendment and uh this is the first time that they've actually voted to remove it it is out of here good going uh by a by a significant margin it was like two-thirds well done, voted Ireland. To, to, over, to overturn uh, the referendum. Or, well or the ban, the, done. the amendment. Um, I actually looked up some interesting stuff about kind of how, because, you know, this, the first time they tried to do this uh, was in 1983. Right. And, of course, the churches were just like, no, 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 no. And, you know, I don't know if you know much about Irish history. Church is a little bit important. And which church you belong to might mean something or might not mean something. There may have been a little bit of a kerfuffle for a few years uh, to do with that and to do with uh, politics. Anyway, um, in Ireland, uh, in the country of Ireland, it is still a majority Catholic country. Oh, yeah. And uh, as we know, the Catholic Church is four square against abortion. Yeah. However... 
So I was like, how could this have happened? I mean, surely the Catholic Church must have been screaming about this throughout the whole thing. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh, contraire. Uh, the Association of Catholic Priests uh, basically said that they wa- that letting anti-abortion campaigners speak during masses would be, quote, inappropriate and insensitive. Oh, wow. They, spo- they said, as leadership of an... Okay, this quote blows my goddamn mind. Okay. This this whole episode is just Dan's mind being blown by people. Okay. Uh, quote, as leadership of an organization made up of men who are unmarried and without children of our own, we are not but we are not best placed to be dogmatic on the issue. But what? <laughs> <laughs> but I, you have in the past. I mean, you're right. <laughs> well, like but when has that what ever changed? stopped you? Yeah, what changed since last week? Right. Like, in what world <laughs> did you guys figure that out? Huh? I'm just... Like, my mind is blown. Oh, wow. And it wasn't just them. It, the, the Presbyterian Church was saying, you know, uh, we felt... We did. They said that in order to save as many lives as possible, the Eighth Amendment should be retained. But then they said... In reality, people must vote according to their conscience. We do not prescribe to people how they should vote. And then... How do we get some of this over here? And then the Methodist Church said... They said the Methodist Church would never dare to tell members how to vote. We believe in the freedom of conscience, but we do feel we have a role. This was uh, Dr. Fergus O'Farrell. Anyway, it's just like... I think the church is... Saw, must see the writing on the wall and just knew that if they said anything, they everyone would just Maybe leave? Run out of the country? I don't know. But, man. Wow. That's a far cry from the... I mean, if an American church said that... Well, some do. Some do say that. I guess. Don't lump all of them onto the conservative right. I'm not saying conservative right. I'm saying American churches take stands and yell about them. I'm saying the Unitarian Church does the same thing on the other side. Well, that's the UUs. <laughs> all I'm saying, <laughs> all I'm saying is, when the Catholic, when Catholic, a group of Catholic priests goes, "Look, we're a bunch of men. What do we know about this? We shouldn't be able to. We, we're, we're not right. the ones to talk to about this." Something either very wrong or very right has happened in the world, and I don't know which. <sighs> so there you go. Well, isn't that amazing? Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, here's a group of Catholics, Dan. Oh, cool. On uh, this side of the pond. Okay. Who, uh... <laughs> uh... Well, yeah, it's kind of the opposite story. Okay. Um, Catholic high school. Okay. It's time for graduation. It's always a good start. Uh, they have their uh, valedictorian who uh, wanted to give his valedictorian... You know, his little speech. Sure. That's what his they do. Talk at uh at graduation. There's two reasons you become valedictorian. <laughs> one so it looks good when you're applying for colleges and mm-hmm. the other to give a, a speech at the graduation. Give a speech. Uh they the, the the higher ups at the school said, No way. You, sir, will not be giving that speech because it is too political. Oh. Um he was told this uh, I believe just hours before 
maybe the day before graduation. Oh uh, also, the the there was another. Oh, the, the 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 class president was also denied a chance to speak on the same grounds. She wow. was going to get up and say something. Um, so, undeterred, he gets a megaphone, stands outside. <laughs> what? <laughs> the the auditorium or the, the graduation venue, wherever it was, and starts his speech, and he says, "The young people." We'll win because we're finished being complacent. Right. Uh, well, uh, clearly he's not being complacent. <laughs> There's a misguided notion that wisdom is directly proportional to age, but we're disproving that daily. Sometimes the wisest are the youngest in our lives, the ones who haven't been dis- desensitized to the atrocities of our world. Therefore, we young people must be the educators. The young people must be willing to speak candidly about issues, and we mustn't tremble in the face of the institutions that try to silence us. Okay, what's his issue? <laughs> He's, uh, he was going to talk, talk about, uh, he was only going to mention and, and sort of praise the students uh, at, uh, was it Parkland? Oh, okay. Um, it's the gun issue. It's the gun issue. All right. Right. Um, now, uh, Christian Bales is his name. <laughs> Okay. Uh, a young gay man. Not to be confused. Oh. Um, he's been openly gay. Uh, at, at a Catholic high school? At the Catholic high school. All right. And the school has generally been supportive, according to this article. Okay. Um, however, <laughs> his mom received a call from the principal. This was... Uh, let me get to that. Um, she, the principal called her last week to remind her that uh that diet uh that, that officials uh from the diocese would want bales to dress in traditional men's clothing and to refrain from wearing makeup or hairpins what uh, <laughs> this article didn't have a picture of the kid but he doesn't i i mean who knows what he's wear what's what he's worn to school but i doubt it you know, I doubt that the, a, Catholic a Catholic high school, school. They have, they probably have uniforms and yeah. all sorts of codes of what he, what he would like. Wow, <laughs> they were worried about this kid. Yeah, they were really, really, really bothered. Um, and apparent. So one of the grounds that the school used to say that uh, he couldn't give his speech was because he gave it in after the deadline. And his mom is just like, there was no deadline. They gave him no deadline. You're lying. This, this is oh an my absolute God. lie. That's so um, funny. Yeah. And that's such an easy, like, yeah, it's political, but like a kid coming out against school shootings. Who's wow. Getting, oh, Where's the controversy? So shocking. <laughs> what, a, what a bold stance to take, kiddo. I don't wow. want to be shot while in high school. Yeah. Well, me too. Well, he's out of high school now. Yeah. Now he gets to worry about being shot in college. Yeah. Yeah. Because those a- happen too. But it's so different. It's so different. Usually, you just watch out for the clock tower and you're fine. (laughs) All right. uh, I'm going to take us to San Angelo, Texas, Mm. uh, which if you don't know where San Angelo is, you could be forgiven. Look for the word nowhere on a map, and it's in the middle. (laughs) Okay. My my sister-in-law and brother-in-law used to live in San Angelo because he was in the Air Force. And apparently that's all there is there. That and bleakness. Uh, An Air Force base 
and sorrow are what are no. in San Angelo, Texas. Uh, but also what was in San An- Angelo fairly recently was a uh, one, what was his name? John Guandal- Guandolo, uh, who was giving law enforcement officers uh, a night. Uh, he was taking them to school. He was giving them a uh, training, police training. Uh, he's an ex-FBI agent now living near Dallas, and he needs to train the law enforcement because, let me tell you something, the Muslims are coming. Oh. And he is going to help the, these uh, police officers know the real truth behind Islam. And, oh, good. And the Muslims. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, basically, uh, this day-long course, uh, which, by the way, has not been um, endorsed by the Texas Commission on Law Enforcement and, in fact, was, uh, was decidedly not uh, accredited oh. by them. Oh, okay. Uh, basically paints the entire religion of Islam as the Muslim Brotherhood or as ISIS, essentially. Um, it's not? No, no. In point of fact, that's the minority of... of, of mm. <laughs> well, then maybe you'll agree with him. Uh, 27 students in all, uh, mostly police officers and sheriff's deputies, hmm. uh, met at in a San Angelo Baptist church. Um, where he, he, he had this wonderful teaching style where he would ask questions this sort of call and response thing where he would say, why is it okay for 60 year old Muslim men to marry six year old girls? And, and all of the deputies would, would dutifully reply because Muhammad did it. Why is it okay for Muslims to torture because Muhammad did it? Wow. Uh, I like his style. That'd be a fun class. uh, (laughs) Yeah. He sounds like a fun instructor. Oh my gosh! Yeah, basic and so basically, he was saying that all so, all of Islam is terrorist. So, what does this have to do with law enforcement? Is it just be on the lookout for anyone Muslim and arrest them? Like basically, he ba- he said, "Here's a quote: We have probable cause right now to get into, if not thousands." At least hundreds of Islamic centers in the U.S. Oh, my goodness. So the question is, why aren't we? I would argue it's because we don't have the will to do it. He said 75 to 80% of Islamic centers are Muslim Brotherhood fronts. Oh, my. Aimed at undermining the United States. Hmm. I, and I put to him, how is that any different from 75 to 80% of Christian, Mm -hmm. uh, churches that want to get prayer back into schools that want those are aimed at undermining the united states too yeah how do you feel about that he's the one that's doing the sharia law yeah anyway uh (laughs) yeah he basically wants police officers to harass and arrest anybody that they see with a beard who doesn't have you know who i've got a beard Brown face, brown skin, and a beard, probably with no mustache. If they've got that, then you know they're bad. Oh, right. If their beard is is uh, uh, dyed with henna, then you know. Right. That's, that's a good sign. Basically, oh that these are good ways of knowing that uh, that the men you're looking at want to ruin America. Yeah. They want. Yeah. So. Everyone wants to ruin America. That's the amazing thing. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, who doesn't want to ruin America? Roseanne Barr. <laughs> that isn't. Let's not. Let's not. She go already there. ruined America. Well, she ruined her own show. That's yeah. for sure. Well, all right. Well, okay. ladies and gentlemen, if you would like to uh, comment on anything you've heard so far, please do so. You can write to us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you could call and leave us a voicemail message. Mm-hmm. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist, and click that like button. And while you're there, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge. Request to join. It is a closed group. But we'll let you in. Yep. All right, Dan. Yes, sir. Uh, it is time for us to check in on what uh, the the right, the religious right, has to say. Yeah, crackpots on the right. Here's the thing. Uh, We just did a show over on the my other show, the How to Heretic, Mm -hmm. where we discussed with our uh, our friend Professor Jim Godwin's Law, Mm. which is uh, which is the notion that in any online discussion, especially, but in any uh, sufficiently Mm. long political debate, Mm -hmm. the the longer it goes. The uh, the the chances of invoking Nazism and Hitler go to a hundred percent. This okay. one this one just decides to go with it from the beginning. Right. So <laughs> let's just let's have a listen. Yeah. They have rewritten the narrative that gives full license for the intelligence agencies to lie and distort the truth, in in an attempt to demonize Christians conservatives, and anybody that would stand up for the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. This is propaganda, and your audience needs to understand, and really, you know, step up and sharpen it up. The reason Hitler was able to do what he did in Nazi Germany, the reason he got away with what he did, is his propaganda experts, they created false narratives, starting with the Jews. And what they used was the media to demonize the Jews, just like the media is demonizing Christians and Catholics and uh, uh, people who are patriots and believe in America. The media is demonizing them, people who believe in Bible prophecy and conservatism. The the media is demonizing them as anti-government extremist crazies, which is not at all who they are. It's a deliberate lie and falsehood. This is exactly what Adolf Hitler did. It was a process of demonization and ridicule of the Jewish people, which was designed to incrementally set up such a feeling of mass hostility against the Jews that that the game plan was there would be little resistance when they came to take away the uh, Jews and put them in concentration camps and burn them alive and slaughter them. First, they demonized them. And they ridiculed them. So demonization and ridicule and mockery is an essential component in a mind control brainwashing process that gives you the cultural license to destroy, kill your enemies simply because they may believe in the Constitution and the biblical God and you don't. So you're looking for a moral license to kill them and you're looking for a a immoral narrative that gives you the 
fake legality to destroy them and massacre them. So you reframe them and create a new narrative where you have demonized them based on lies. This is very dangerous. And any person listening, if you allow this to continue, then you are no better than anybody who was silent when the Jews were demonized in Germany and they were programmed uh, to the masses to be rats and destroyers, etc. Your silence is paving the way for great destruction. Hey, Frank. <laughs> sure, Dan. Now, the Jews were like 70% of the population of Germany during the 1930s, right? I don't think that's true. Approximately 70%. Is that about right? I don't know. I don't think so. 70 to 80 up in that range somewhere? Uh, I think that's probably a stretch. You don't think so? I think it's a stretch to say that it is. <laughs> it was that. I mean, it was Cause, high, cause but it I wasn't feel that like, high. Because I feel like <laughs> for this metaphor to work, for this warning to be of any validity yeah. at all, you kind of got to have the numbers right. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I mean, because here's where he's correct. You and I and our media empire, uh -huh. we do sometimes mock and demonize the Christians. Yeah. We've been known to do that. Yes, absolutely. Guys like this, we do that. Yes. We totally mock them. Yes. And demonize them. Must mean that he's just like the Jews in Nazi Germany. You and I are Nazi propagandists, Frank. It's yeah. no different. Yeah. It's no different whatsoever. I, I think, I, I, I think <laughs> calling out the powerful, uh, or at least the people who are in the majority, right? Uh, might that's be a little different. Might be a little different. Just a little different. Also, apparently, uh, we don't believe in the Constitution. They, uh, he believes in the Constitution, not us. I know. I love that. I, I, he's, yeah. he's the real patriotit. <laughs> Did you catch that? He said patriotits. Yeah. He was talking about the patriotits. Oh well, yeah. I mean, who doesn't want to be a patriotit? Well, he definitely does want to be one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we had some people write into us. Uh, Did indeed. I will, uh, I will now be reading their stuff. This one's from Lauren in Vermont. Who says, hi, Frank and Dan. Uh, thank you for your conversation about maintaining a sense of awe while being an atheist. Uh, I hadn't heard about Oprah's comment to Diana Nyad, and I agree it was whack. Uh, it, what really bothers me is when people try to shut down atheism by claiming that other things are God, like a sense of awe, the universe, consciousness, a sense of connection, blah, blah, blah. No, those are real things that exist, and you can experience separate from the idea of God. That's true. I yeah. think she's right about that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I find awe and amazement in the, in the natural world all the time. The beauty of nature, the biodiversity of wildlife, the improbability mm. of evolution. Mm -hmm. Actually, it's totally probable. It happens. Evolution. Anyway, um, it makes it even more awesome to me that there was no grand designer. That all of this, every cell and particle every in every forest, ocean, canyon, mountain, river... Snake, bird, monkey, and microbe all rise from nothingness. The endlessly intricate and complex world of nature, not to mention the human brain and all the human, all that humankind has created, cities, medicine, the internet, all of that with no God and no plan. And you say we have no awe? Believing in an all-powerful being that created everything, that's the easy way out. Yep. Looking at the science and research that has described our natural world 
from the origins of time to the outmost reaches of the universe. That is awesome. Yep. Uh, thanks for writing in, uh, Lauren. That's yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, a lovely sentiment. On the other side of the same conversation, Rose wrote into us. Oh no. Okay. Uh, dear Frank and Dan, or Dan and Frank, in case Dan gets upset that I'm not using his name first. Oh no, it's fine. I know that you love me more. It's it's okay. <laughs> um, to keep this short, I've been an atheist for life. Another thing I've been for life: someone who is easily awed. As a youngster, I would look up at the sky and just stare for hours. As a teenager, I loved to have entire conversations about the universe. I once brought into the whole. I I once bought into the whole. 2012 end times the Mayans predicted with lines and dots thing because I speculated that aliens would land on Earth, but obviously they would pass us by because they found no intelligent life. But as I grow older, I find my awe being diminished. I find that when a news story like uh, Law to Protect Nature is Repealed uh, comes on TV, I become cynical and sort of hateful about nature. All I can think is how humans have fucked up this beautiful planet. All for what? Shiny toys we can kill people with? Because let's face it, humans are incredibly talented at killing each other. Anyway, how can I quote unquote, how can I quote unquote renew my awe for nature and whatever, uh, and whatever exploding stars look pretty in the universe whenever I become this way? Keep up the good work. Also, and we'll talk about this. I'm going to put a pin in this. Okay. She says, also, Dan, four stars on the show. JK, I gave it five. Sincerely, Rose. <laughs> we're going to get back to that, Rose. Yeah. It's a cute joke, but we're going to get back to it. Um, but he, I, I get where she's coming from. Mm-hmm. The idea that, I mean, it can be pretty depressing when you read the news. It's easy to get jaded and cynical. It's easy to get lost in mm-hmm. the depressive, the the, the the sorrow that comes mm-hmm. with it. I can tell I can tell you what I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the like you know, my answer to all of that, all of the shit that humans do and whatever. Like I don't let this lead me into inaction, but I modify my view of humanity. <laughs> mm-hmm. The truth is that humanity, for me. Is just part of the ecosystem. It's we're we're a species that is very effective, mm-hmm. but we're also kind of dumb. Yeah, and we are uh, you know we're the smartest of the species in some ways, and yet we are kind we destroy things without meaning to, and that's part of nature too. We're just part of nature as well, and nature is this big amazing thing. The mm-hmm. universe is this big amazing thing, and if we all and if we blow ourselves and everything else up mm-hmm. something will spring up after us it's Maybe. not that i mean i want us to do better and so i make sure that i am supporting ways that humans can all i'm always looking for ways that for humans to do better but you know if we if we destroy things that's we're you know we're part of we're just dumb critters just like every other dumb critter we kill we kill each other other species kill each other it's the wonder of nature. Mm. <laughs> what do you do? How do you how how do you maintain your sense of awe in the face of depressing, sad, stupid humanity? I don't really. <laughs> Sorry, Rose. 
no, I think it takes a uh, a little bit of a, a restart button mm. sometimes mm. of going and seeing something new, um, having a new experience. Um, I mean, it's challenging you know, your brain. Yeah. Find, yeah. A, find a way get out of get out of the the, the your comfort zone get out of the, the 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 sort of loop that you got yourself in um and uh you know and that's maybe I mean, what maybe can that be that can be ditch it doesn't the have wi-fi to be, for a minute go somewhere where you can't read the news where you can't yeah get where you can't re-engage that mind frame for a while yeah. Well, I think that, to be honest, um, giving yourself a day off is always a good thing, right? A day off from the news, a day off off from from all your worries, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I work really, really, really hard on Fridays, because I have Fridays and Saturdays off from work, right? Right now. Uh, At the moment. And so, I work really, really, really hard on Friday to get all of my other concerns all of whatever it is housework all of it done so that i can enjoy saturday yeah right and have just that one day where i don't i i can care about the things that i do care about right and not worry about the things that i don't i just i just want to cause problems to you what's that that you you basically just summarized the theme song from cheers go someplace where people know my name (laughs) as i recall it starts out uh uh Making your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure can help a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to get away? Just because it's a theme song to Cheers doesn't mean it's not true. <laughs> no, I'm saying it's but a also, great theme song. <laughs> they're talking about going to a bar after work. Hey, go to a bar which, after work. Which is not a bad thing, no judgment if that's what you yeah. do, right? I've, I've, I definitely have been known to enjoy my drink from time to time. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, I, 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 for me, that's how I keep myself, uh, I love sane. It. I love it. Right. Yeah. Because otherwise I've noticed that when it's every single day that, and it doesn't have to be much, it's just like, oh shit, I forgot to, um, for example, edit the podcast. Right. Right. Oh, I was supposed to do that. Ugh. And the, it's not a big deal to edit the podcast. Right. It takes a couple hours. Right. I listen through it again, um, post it, write a little description, blah, 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 blah. But it takes a couple hours. Sure. If, if the, the days that that has spilled on over to Saturday because my Friday was so hectic or whatever, and I somehow, somehow missed it. Right. right? Uh, that usually means that I have a pretty bad Saturday. Also because I am fretting about it. Mm. I feel bad that I didn't post it. Mm. Right. Um, so forth and so on. So I think that, that having that reset day is really important. That's that's me. I feel, and I, and yeah. I take and I actually take that that cue from um, Jesus. Well, from from growing up and seeing it not work. Right. Oh, sure. Seeing it. It actually you because you have this obligation on Sunday. You have all this other stuff that you have to do. And it's all these have to have to have tos on this. On, on a day that you're supposed to just be relaxing. Isn't that interesting? Like, who does a day of rest worse than religious people? The, it's the absolute worst. It's so funny because, yeah, they're commanded to have a day of rest. Yeah. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work, and on the seventh shalt thou rest, and yet... And they turn it into hell. 
It's the worst day. It's full of rules. It like it, you have to go to a thing. You have to put on clothes that you don't want to wear, and you right. have to go to a thing, and you have to be nice to everybody, and you have to like pay attention. Oh my god, right. it's the worst. Yeah. So I've taken it to be just relax, spend time with your friends. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Go to lunch, Rose. Brunch. Do brunch, Rose. Do br- have a mimosa. Get Rose. Get your brunch on. It's the key to life. Dip some bacon and it's something It's as close delicious. as I've got to a religion right now. <laughs> Brunch. But the moment that, that feels like an obligation, ditch it and do something else. Do something else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did say I was going to put a pin in it, and I'm coming back to it. Oh, are you? Uh, we are now at 969 ratings Holy shit. Uh, on iTunes as of this recording. Uh, I didn't look up Stitcher. Okay. Um but uh, we we decided that we were going to have a goal to get to a, over a thousand. Yeah, I think we should shoot for twelve hundred. I say let's hit a thousand and and give it a give it a rest for a give second. Give it a rest. Okay. Yeah. All I'm doing is reminding people uh, <laughs> that we're trying to get to over a thousand reviews yeah. on. Uh, but what I'm saying. All I'm saying is, if you see that it's over a thousand, still give us the five star review. If you've arrived at iTunes, if you're there's no there. reason to not. Yeah, but but, uh, but yeah, give, it doesn't take much. It doesn't cost you anything. Uh, no, don't do the four star reviews, even though that's what you really want to give us. I understand. Believe right. me, I get it. It's not there's the an, best podcast you listen to. There's a there's an honesty thing. <laughs> We, you know, we we actually don't have enough. We don't make enough money to like do the really good production values and all the stuff, right? So, or, I get it, but or give to us, make this our job either, right? Exactly, you know? right. We don't do this full time because we can't. <laughs> We'd love to, but we can't. So uh, the point is, lie and give uh-huh. us five stars. It's yeah. what helps us out. You want to help y- your friends out, right. uh, so go ahead and. Go and give us five stars. That'd be, if you that'd want. be lovely. That'd and be on nice. that note, actually, I think there's a nice segue uh, to the Patreon campaign. Uh, we have a new donor this week coming in at Dan, uh, the Pope level. What? We have a new Pope. A new Pope Karen. Pope Karen. Pope Karen. Oh, blessings be upon oh, ye. This is a, po- uh, a, a Pope for the ages. Everyone. Hashtag Pontifex. <laughs> uh, so, Karen. Uh, did what many others before her have done. Dave. Yeah. Uh, they went to our Patreon campaign, which you can find by going to thankgodimatheist.com and clicking on the support tab. Yeah. And once you're there, over on the right-hand side, there's the Patreon banner. You click on that, it takes you right to our campaign. Uh, now, the, the, the reason that we run a, a campaign on Patreon um, is to help us pay for the show. Um, and, you know, you kind of alluded to it. If if we did make more, uh, more uh, uh, less time could be spent on other endeavors, right? Uh, and, 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 and more time could uh, be more spent time on could this. be spent and, on this, and, and which I would love, yeah. Um, and so, if you would like to see um, more from us, and and actually get more from us right yeah. now, uh, you can go to the Patreon campaign and. Uh, because patrons of the show do receive Pope Karen. For Pope instance. Karen, now she has access to a commercial-free version of the show. No ads. No ads whatsoever. And also, uh, starting at just the venerable level, which is just the second level up, um, 
all patrons uh, receive uh, access to the weekly Frank and Dan Diaries. Or semi-weekly. Mostly weekly. Mostly weekly. We're not promising every week, but we try to do it every week. We do try to get to it every week. Um, And I would say it is the vast majority of weeks at this point. Yeah. Uh, we've, we've, We've got a good pattern going with that. Um, and then there are other rewards uh, as you go up, uh, as you climb the yeah. ladder yeah. of support. Um, and then, of course, as always, we have our top donor to thank, our Lord and Savior. Yeah, she she's beyond Pope. <laughs> she reigns supreme. She is she is a, the Archangela, an angel, an angelic being. <laughs> Angela. Angela. Uh, thank you so much, yeah. Angela. And uh, please, if you feel the the spirit move you <laughs> go and uh, go and give us some money indeed so dan yes sir uh some big news this week the mormon church oh boy dan they're it's rich a, ugh, we knew it was we knew it was true so the real moment for me when I was like, I think they have more, way more money than they would ever let on, uh-huh. was when they built the mall downtown. The two billion dollar, two billion dollar shopping center downtown, right? right. Which, and it's which, and let's the, so let's describe this thing, Dan, because it it is actually this one detail I think sums up the entire shopping center. And says, "Holy shit! They spent a ton of money." Okay, it has a retractable roof. Yeah, it's there's a roof. <laughs> it's gal. You know, you walk down the thing, and it's indoor unless they decide it's outdoor. <laughs> so, so it's, it kind of feels like a like a one of those Galleria type things. Like, it's like got you like, might see like in Europe, like a domed roof over the top, yeah, not like a glass, domed, but like like a, like an arched roof over the, 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 the entire length of both sides of it. It, it yeah. spans two city blocks, right? And on nice days, it's just and the roof opens up, yeah. And uh, now it's it's bright and sunny and fresh air. And yeah. there's a there's a creek that runs through, yeah. Uh, that was meant to be just they would just divert some of the actual city creek that comes. That's what it was supposed to be, yeah. And then they decided, oh, but that actually, you know, a child might get giardia or something mm, splashing around, right. which they don't let them splash around, but no. No. but it could it could happen. Right. It's conceivable. But I think it's just city it's water. A, it uh, or, or, or it's like, recycled, I'm yeah, sure. But yeah, know. they probably took some But they've got fish in it, like trout mm-hmm. swimming yeah. in the mall. And everything about it is top notch. Like just the the finest materials. They've got a big plaza with. Look, we spared no expense. We got everything. We got we got stone. We got all the finishes. Whatever you want, we we did it for you. But it's also relatively tasteful. Like it's not gilded, right? Like, True. They, they 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 did show some restraint, uh, but there's fountains, big like nice fountains. Uh, they saved a facade of a historic building that would have otherwise, you know. So I mean, they spent some money. Right. right. Um, and so that was kind of the first moment for me where I was like, who, what did, and this was what I was thinking at the moment. What did they have to sell off in order to, to afford $2 billion? They didn't yeah. sell anything off. No. They took money out of probably no. their cash reserves. That was just money. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I mean, because you'd think that they'd have gone to other uh, investors and brought people in. No, no, no. They wanted no. control they over this own thing. own that thing. It's closed on Sundays. Yeah. There's no alcohol served at the restaurants. Except for the restaurants that they sold the property that's yeah. underneath them to them. Yeah. Right. They but, carved out some ways that people like it. But, but for the but most anyway, part. But there's like only two or three of those restaurants that they did that for. Um, and they own all of these high rise condo uh, mm-hmm. buildings in on the same block and yeah. stuff. Uh, they built. They just poured money into this block. Yeah. And so, again, that's what that's what kind of opened my eyes. Well, yesterday is when the story really broke. Uh, Mormon Leaks, which is a website that has been dedicated to uh, procuring uh, leaked documents yes. from the LDS Church. There have been some interesting ones that we've talked about on the show. Yes. Uh, this one came out, and then they, they did some reporting on it. They actually did some research, um, and uh, in order to, like, expand upon the story and uh, verify a lot of the details and so it has been announced that the lds church is connected to at least 32 billion dollars uh in u.s stocks and that's just the domestic stuff that's just the domestic stocks and that's just what this leak told us about was able to find um now there are in this leak there were 13 companies uh, mentioned uh, that all the holdings are divided up between those those companies. Right. Uh, every single one of those companies has as a business manager uh, somebody who works at the church office building. Mm. So a church employee is the business manager of each one of these companies. Sure. And also uh, the all of the domain names all the domains for these companies uh are hosted by lds church servers okay um the the same servers that host lds.org and mormon.org right and all of them were registered on the same day july 21st 2016 oh wow um and there's also they did they looked at specifically the ip addresses as well that are associated with these websites sure. and they are all linked to church owned computers and right. whatnot and all of this has been able to be substantiated due to prior leaks right uh, like for example they had the names of these church employees because they had a church employee directory, roster directory right. whatever yeah. um so <clears throat> This does a few things for anybody, any observer of the LDS Church. Um, uh, the first, the actually the very first thing that sprang to my mind mm-hmm. was the forty million dollar figure, uh, which is the amount of charitable donations they they love to brag. They, they about brag about every year. We give forty million forty million dollars in charity. charitable donations uh, when they hold at least three. Uh, I'm sorry, thirty two billion dollars in stocks now. It's just $32 billion in stocks. Right. This is not all their property holdings, which are massive. Right. Uh, we know that they hold uh, le- huge land uh, or, or that they own uh, huge ranches uh, throughout the United States. Right. 
apparently in Florida, they they just own a shit ton of the, the, like, of the state. A, I don't know why. Like a percentage of the state. Yeah. Of the entire landmass of the state. <laughs> yeah. They just sort of own. <laughs> uh, they own uh, interests in Canada, up in Canada. Yeah. They own things. Uh, Australia. Big, big massive land holdings in Australia, Mexico, apparently also the UK. They got some stuff in the UK. Um, we don't. And, we, and the thing is, like, we can't represent like we know what these things are this is from other these are things that have all been linked to them right so it's like hard for us to actually put our finger on what well because they've set the entire thing up in such a way as to conceal and hide what their holdings are and how vast they are yeah they haven't actually revealed what their like what their net worth is no no since the 50s no or whatever and they used to do it Used to be, uh, it used to be part of annually. their annual. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they would they would have at their general conference. They would say to their members, mm-hmm. who are you know the ostensible owners of the organization, the members. Yeah, one they would, would think they would say, "Hey, here's how much money the church has. Here's what. Here's how the church is spending it. Here's how we're doing." Right. Uh, they don't do that no more. No, no, so. they don't. Um, just like in this last general session, or of, of or this just last general conference, yeah, they uh, announced that they were no longer going to be releasing uh, membership numbers. Oh, um, and that and that and there's an interesting parallel there. Yeah, they stopped talking about their finances in a year when their finances were doing really poorly. Right, right. So they've also decided to stop talking about their membership numbers. Because there's been a lot, a lot of observers of the LDS Church are also uh, keen to point out that uh, the the numbers are are, are largely inflated. Um, yeah, if you just sort of examine them, and, and any anybody who knows anything about the Mormon community and their retention rates, their activity rates, anything like that, this 16 million number, I think, 14, 14 16, mid teens. Of millions of members of members um, that they're reporting right now, uh, that's a stretch. That's a stretch. That's a it's bit beyond. Of a stretch. It's beyond a stretch because here's the thing: when you see, uh, like, good scientific studies done of self-reporting, right, the numbers do not match up. Right, exactly. So the the LDS Church. I mean, what they're doing is is, you know. I get it. It's fair. They're saying anyone who was baptized into our church or who we can count as a member who hasn't taken their name off of our rolls, who hasn't gone out of their way, right. we, we count them. My guess is, as far as the official count mm-hmm. is concerned, they're not actually ever taking numbers away from it. Even That's be, my guess. Even people who have taken their names off the rolls? That's my guess. I'm guessing it's a that gut they, feeling. I feel like they do take really? their name the names off the rolls because the number of people, the percentage of people who actually like remove their name who care enough to do that is tiny. It's pretty small. You and I uh, have done it, but like it I it's know, such I a know. small thing. But there is we're like you you go to you know, you talk to somebody like our friend Doug who went on a Mormon mission to yeah. Honduras and like Baptize the shit out of people. Right. Just dozens and dozens of people. But do you think any of them are still practicing? Right. No. Right. No. But the Mormon church is counting them. Right. 
none of them have gone out of their way to like take their name off the mem- the membership sure. rolls. They were just like, oh wait, we can't drink. Oh wait, we can't smoke. Oh wait, we have to go to three hours of church. Fuck this, never mind. Right. I was kidding. Right. Anyway, um, the point is though that they that they have this uh, need to look good on paper. Yeah. But they didn't want to look this good on paper. Yeah. And so they there's they have they have concealed all of this from their members, from the general public. They do not want people to know how much wealth they have. And here's here's a few tidbits, right? Yeah. Uh for example, uh we now know that they are the largest single stockholder in Apple. Holy shit. Which makes Apple me, computers. Yes. That's that's one of the biggest com- corporations on the planet. Yes. It's like one of the most important. Yeah. And they they own they have more stock than Tim Cook. They like <laughs> they, they they own a shit ton of that company. Yeah. Right. Um apparently I saw this only in one place, so I will just say it with a with that caveat. Uh apparently they also own stock in Victoria's Secret, <laughs> which is just embarrassing for them. Yeah. Uh it's hypocritical. Um, considering yeah. how much over the pulpit they are willing to wind up their members about uh, pornography and the fact that a woman shouldn't shoulder, show her shoulders. There's this whole thing on right. on Reddit and online and ex-Mormon communities about porn shoulders. Well, and um, Mormons prescri- prescribe what underwear their people wear. Yeah, exactly. And it ain't right. that. No, it's not. It ain't thong panties from Vicky's. Right. But it is ironic. Yeah. You know, it's super ironic because <laughs> they sell their their members underwear. Although the ladies do <laughs> buy could buy bras from Victoria's Secret, but they'd have to wear it over you wear it over your garments because what gross. There's not supposed to be nothing between you and your garments, right? Uh, it's that's weird. Um, and uh, and you know, it, you'd, one just has to then ask themselves, what are they doing with all of it? Yeah, well, I mean, what are they doing with all this money? I, here's the thing: aside from you know, uh, fighting against gay rights, right. fighting against marijuana initiatives, uh, f- fight like they have their secret little fights, and I'm sure if but, they're this good, but they're not spending anything on it now that we know. Now that we know what they have, like they're not spending a large portion of it. No, but they are doing it. They are doing. They it. have the money, and they don't have to think twice about it. And also, like, let's face it, like the way that like money can secretly be passed around right. in politics now. Yeah. Who knows? Sure. What they're doing and yeah. how far their political influence is reaching at this point. Oh, if they want to, they could exert not only. I mean, yeah, they have a stranglehold on politics here in the state of Utah. But right. They, they exert that just by putting the thumb onto the members of our, you know, The the vast majority of our politicians are all LDS, right? So they just put the thumb on them that way. They don't have to spend a dime. They just threaten their temple recommend, or yeah, or just that's all they have to do. Or just say they don't have to threaten anything. They just say, "Well, this is how the church feels," and then they just you know snap too, right? Because they know that the underlying message is we have our way of getting back at you. Well, or it's or just just you're being evil if you don't do what we say. We're talking about politics. These people don't care about being evil. That's true. But they can also say, you know, we can talk to, you know, all of the major donors in the state are also LDS and we can sort of we can exert influence over them. But they if they wanted to could exert 
massive amounts of influence over the national o- o- oh, yeah. o- over national politics. Massive. Yeah. Like in ways the Koch brothers like could dream of. You know what I mean? Like yeah. well the Koch brothers could do it too. They've, yeah. They've got they that do kind do of money. It. Yeah. But like yeah. Yeah. The, that's the, that's the LDS church folks. That's the that's the uh that's the corporate church. That's Lord the Lord's doing the Lord's work. I that's you know it's call, the call other it. thing is I don't think they're coming anywhere. They're just amassing this wealth. They're not spending it. I mean, they're spending bits of it here and there, but man, what do they need all this money for? This is the same church that just a few weeks ago, like the fucking president of it was telling poor Africans that they have to keep giving their tithing. Right. This is the same church that calls people to be janitors at their chintzy Motel 6 styled uh, chapels, right, right, like rather than paying them a decent wage and, to to clean and, their their fucking yeah. meeting houses and hiring a good architect, yeah, honestly, <laughs> this is yeah, like it doesn't have you don't have to build with cinder block. I mean, I've I've often thought about the fact that they're hemorrhaging members in the first world. You know, yeah. in in wealthy com- countries, they are just losing people left and right, right. and they're gaining. In the third world, in, in poor countries, they're gaining people, but they're losing them left and right in, the, in, in places where they could actually make tithing money, where tithing money would actually make a dent. Right. They're losing people. Right. And I've often thought, well, this is going to be problematic for them at some point. Clearly not. Nope. Because right. they're a business. Right. And they're good at business. Yeah. And, they've got this, and it just seems like the religion is kind of a hobby. It's kind of a side thing. That now? Yeah. I, isn't that weird, though? Yeah. That, like, well, they don't. Go. They don't even need the membership now. Like the the higher ups of the church could just walk away. Yeah, just boil it down to one member. It's me. <laughs> I'm the member of the church. Give me my money. The last one standing. Yeah. Ah, that's a. There you go. That's a concept for you. All right. Well, uh, if you, ladies and gentlemen, have any theories as to why the LDS Church is amassing so much wealth. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and write into us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Correct. Go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist, and click that like button. And while you're there, uh, why not search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge and request to join. It is a closed group, but we'll let you in. Yeah, why not? Why not? Uh, hey, speaking of Facebook, thanks so much to Mackenzie for all of her amazing work on the Facebook page. Still doing, just rocking it out. Uh, and thanks so much to Sarah, Danny, and Amy for their work as moderators in the Members Only Lounge. And a big thanks goes out to the Red Rock Hot Club. Uh, and also to Gordon Johnston for the use of their music. Yeah, thanks to our patrons. Thanks to uh, those who have given us the five-star reviews on the various things. And thank you, kids, for tuning in. We sure do appreciate you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.